I'm Michelle White, bringing you seven years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioral and psychological aspects of gut disorders. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. There's this concept in the world, mostly the world over us, well, Western countries anyway, that we work most of our life so that we can retire, so that we can slow down and live the pace of our life that feels good for us. So my question is, why aren't we doing this now? I love the word pace. To me, pace says so much more than slow down. Pace is nice and steady. So we're going to be talking about pace today. Pacing yourself in your daily life. And the reason for that is the world is in a state of anxiety. We distract all the time, we're busy, we're overcommitted, we've got excuses to let that behavior continue. And that anxiety is present because we get news 24-7. We have social media, there's technology, there's this inability to switch off there's always so much input if you've ever been to somewhere like Times Square or Tokyo which I haven't been to but I've seen enough pictures that assault on the senses is insane that you know it's kind of impossible to live in that 24-7 it's too much but Our lives are kind of like that. They've become like that. There is so much input all the time. If you compare it with our lives even 20 years ago, if you compare it especially with our grandparents' lives. So let's look back at your grandparents because they had a much slower pace of life. Now, normally only... One grandparent worked, your grandfather, sometimes your grandmother. But let's just go with one. Meals were at the table. We didn't eat in the car. No one was walking around with takeaway coffee cups and eating meals on the run. Your grandma spent the day keeping house, preparing meals, raising the kids... She wasn't stressed out of her mind, madly running from one place to the next. She might not even have had a car. She had a pace that was comfortable, was achievable, and it was also realistic. And then we fast forward to 2018, and everybody works, at least one job, and raises the kids, plus keeps the house, plus grocery shops, plus prepares meals, well, we try to, plus pays the bills, plus keeps on top of all that's happening in the world, plus squeezes in an exercise routine because that's what you're meant to do to keep yourself from getting too stressed out. You can see where this is going, right? (laughs) This is not helpful for us. Where is your me time in that? 
Unfortunately, the me time is the social media time. You get five minutes to yourself to slow down and guess what? Your phone's in your hand. You're scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, having a look what's going on. That's not me time. When did you last walk somewhere as your transportation? And when did you last stroll somewhere? Not this crazy, you know, Sydney CBD march that happens. There's this pace in the city, right, when you go in. You kind of have to go at the same pace, otherwise you get swallowed up by the crowds. But when did you last stroll somewhere and smell the roses along the way? We've got this completely skewed view of how we think we need to be living. And it's making us sick. Now, I was on my way uh, to the airport in an Uber last year. And uh, the Uber driver and I were in a conversation. And he was uh, telling me how he he wasn't going to the races anymore. That, um, a trip he'd organised with his friends. And the reason his friends... Uh, you know, pulled out was because they had a mortgage and all this financial stress. They couldn't afford to take a break. And so that facilitated this conversation uh, on my behalf where I said, you know, I just don't understand why people live like that. And he, he looked at me and he said, oh, come on. He said, if you got offered a job that was $30,000 more a year, you would, and it, and it was an extra half an hour's drive away or even up to an hour's drive away, you'd take it for sure. And I looked at him and I said, no way. And he nearly fell out of, the, out of the Uber. He was so shocked. It was like he had never, never taken a moment to step outside this kind of haze and consider that, it was actually an option to not do that. And I explained to him, I'm not money-driven. I'm not a money-driven person at all. What drives me is happiness and joy and contentment and health and well-being. That drives me. You know, when I'm living a life where I don't have a headache every day or, you know, my neck and shoulders aren't tense, I know I'm living the right life. Now, collectively... We need to stop abandoning ourselves. If you're living any kind of life that doesn't bring you joy and happiness and contentment, then you've abandoned yourself for whatever it is you think you're living for, for whatever those responsibilities are that you have got yourself into. I've heard lots of excuses before. Yeah, but I've got a mortgage. Yeah, but I'm, you know, preparing for my retirement in, in 40 years. Yeah, but. There's all this yeah, but, yeah, but. At the end of the day, it's a choice. Everything you do is a choice. Every action you take comes from you. You make a choice whether you do that or not. And your job and all of our jobs are to listen to ourselves. It's not your job to look outwards at what everyone else is doing. That's their job. They need to look at what they're doing. You look at what you're doing. 
each of us needs to be doing the very thing that makes us happy. I'm seeing way, way, way too much unhappiness in the world. And in that unhappiness comes this desperate search outwards for more to fulfill us. But it's not an outward search. It's an inwards one. You have all the answers and everything you need right within you. You're just not listening properly yet. If you experience gut symptoms or any other chronic ailments, that's your body trying to gain your attention because you haven't listened yet. Do you push through your unhappiness with your job because it pays the bills? Or do you sweep the troubles of your relationship under the rug because you don't have the energy to make a change? Or do you distract yourself from emotions that you don't want to feel by keeping busy? If you're not listening to those really important cues, you're abandoning yourself. You have your own unique set of core needs and desires and things that light you up and energize you and bring you into a state of well-being. It's absolutely your responsibility to live in alignment with that, to make choices and to take actions that are congruent with your values and your beliefs and at a pace that keeps you well. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing out there. You don't need to keep up with anybody because if you're trying to keep up with somebody and it's making you unwell, you're keeping up with the wrong person. Keep up with you. You're the one. Now, right then, I paused the recording because the garden, a gardener came around the complex uh, with one of those leaf blowers. Actually, there was two of them with a leaf blower each. And this is a perfect example. It came as a very timely example of how our lives have become so busy and disconnected. Those things, in my opinion, are very useful and effective, but they're damn annoying. They're so bloody annoying. Just the sound is really pervasive, you know, like you have to stop recording a podcast because they're there. And when I paused and I was feeling a little bit frustrated about the situation, I asked myself, How did these leaf blowers come about in the first place? Why did someone feel the need to design them? We used to sweep down, you know, the pavement or we'd hose it down, you know, manual labor. But now we don't have time to do that. And time costs money, so we need to engineer these noisy contraptions that do the job for us in the blink of an eye. Now, I can see and enjoy the convenience of a contraption that works quickly, but it's worth contemplating this a little bit more. When we swept the leaves ourselves, and bent over repetitively to pick them up and carry them to the bin or, 
you know, put them somewhere to compost or mulch them down. There was our exercise right there. We didn't need to find an hour in our day to get in the car and drive to the gym and get on a treadmill so we can stare at another screen. Our physical activity was already done, along with the house maintenance. And we've now got more time to spend. So this is my entire point. And I'm so appreciative of that blower to come right during this recording so that I could offer you this very point. So here's my suggestion. It's not a flimsy one. I'm backing this one with everything I have because I believe it in my bones. Slow the F down. Just slow down. Stop doing so much. In my life, I've established the pace I need to live to be content and happy and healthy. Now, believe me, I've lived many different paces and I've learnt the lesson that those paces were not mine. They might have been somebody else's, but they're not mine. And when you get really clear on that, your choices begin to fall into place. You begin to make decisions that align with the pace that you want. And then those decisions just keep flowing on their own. So long as you keep listening to yourself. You've got to learn to sit with that discomfort, to hear it, to read it. To stop abandoning yourself by running away from what you don't want to feel. There's this quote that I love so much and I I don't actually know who said it. But it says this. The fear of suffering is greater than the suffering itself. And I believe the world is living like this. We feel this tinge of suffering, just a whisker of it. And we grab our phone. And that's an unconscious response now. We don't even realize that A, we felt the discomfort and B, that we reach for our phone. We have no awareness of what we're doing. We're so unaware and so afraid of being aware as if the awareness of our own pain will be too painful for us to bear. But it's not. I'll let you in on a secret. It's actually the opposite. Once we acknowledge and feel our own pain and suffering, it loses its power. It builds in power when we ignore it or distract away from it. That's when it increases. So please know that there's nothing that you can't be with in this moment. It's your thinking about it, the anticipation of it that gets you hooked into fear. It's all manageable, but only if you slow down and sit with it. Now, here's the thing. It's about being effective with it. I'm not asking you to just sit with it and, you know, let the whole thing engulf you and you have thoughts about it that are worrisome and fearful and therefore that engulfs you even more. I'm not asking you to do that. There's strategy to it. There's effectiveness to it. So... I'm asking you to learn to sit with it and be effective. Don't, it's not thinking about it. It's just exploring it. Investigate its source and resolve it. Look for the solution. Don't continue to look at the problem. 
pain only becomes suffering if we don't attend to it effectively. And it breaks my heart to see so much suffering in the world because so many people are distracting and abandoning themselves. So please do this for you. Make a commitment to yourself to end your own suffering. The very first step to find as many ways as you need to to slow down. I'm Michelle White. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Happy Inside on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the podcast. You can follow Happy Inside on Facebook and engage there through posts, comments, and questions. If one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside program is for you in the Sydney Clinic or via Skype. There's also the Happy Inside iPhone app, a component of the full program in case you don't have access. If you already own the app, don't forget to review and rate it on the App Store to help others in their purchase. All these details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Happiness starts on the inside, so join me on the next episode for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.